Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode from Setting the Tone. Today I am going to be doing a bit of a roundup with um, quite a few things that have happened within the last week or so. So stick around because I'm going to be discussing those topics right next on Setting the Tone. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode from Setting Tone. Um, as I mentioned in the intro there, um, this episode is more about a roundup of events that have taken place within the music industry recently. It kind of feels, for me personally, there hasn't been a lot going on, and then out of nowhere, quite a few things have kicked off um, in a short space of time. So just a bit of a roundup really to talk about that. Um, the first thing I'm going to kick off with, just purely because of how passionately I feel about this, and in my opinion, how important it is, I am going to be talking about, unfortunately, guys, COVID and how that's still affecting the industry. It's not going to go away until action is taken. So here we go. Um, the bottom line is this. Um, a lot of people have been really fortunate. They've been able to go back to their jobs, albeit under a, a new new way of life, if you like. You know, social distancing in place, people wearing masks, even some of the staff wearing masks. Um Hand hygiene is more important than it's probably ever been in this country, full stop, on that one. Um, so, yeah, the bottom line is there's equally a lot of people that haven't gone, been able to go back to work. And they are mainly the people that work in the arts and entertainment industry, um, live events. So that would be stuff like from your plays, your classical operas. Um, I know panto season's not here yet, but panto season's not going to go ahead this year. Um, live music events. Um musicals you know anything that you go and either sit down or stand up for and you go and pay to watch and have an entertainment and enjoy it's not happened and it's likely not to happen um enough is enough it's quite simply as this that it's going to fall on its backside without some you know some sort of support from the government now a few weeks ago and rightly so and i hope this support's continuing um, Save Our Music Trust live venues came out and supporting grassroots venues and rightly so because those guys are in my opinion the lifeline to the music industry as a whole you know without some of your local venues you know my local venues in, in where I live in Northampton is the Roadbender um, the pubs so places like Kimberley for some of you may have heard of the pub and then within I don't know an hour's drive or so I've got Bedford Squires I've got Crawford Arms down in Milton Keynes, Walkerton. Um, you know, without these venues, people won't have a chance to play. Those people won't necessarily have a chance to progress, you know, their skills and hopefully grow as an artist and hopefully, you know, their aim is to play the big stages. So without these places, the lifeline to pushing music through and artists through for the next, for tomorrow's artist is gone. And rightfully so, that, that got support. However, it's, this is not, for me, or the industry, a new rallying cry. I personally see this as an existing rallying cry to the one that took place two, two months ago, um, if not slightly longer. Um, why is it important? Well, it's quite simply important as this, because, like I said, there's a lot of people that can't go back to work. They will be either sound techs, lighting tech, security, um, door staff, ticket um, people that post tickets, um, promoters, PR, um, roadies, you know, so many different people, and I've got so many friends, you know, with that being light. I've got a friend that's in sound, really, really good guy. He's very good at what he does. He's been fortunate enough to go out with bands that have supported the likes of Iron Maiden. So he's not a small time player by any means. He is very good at what he does, and he's very well held in high regard 
to be working with bands that have uh, been asked to go and support Iron Maiden, that doesn't just happen overnight. That's sheer dedication. I've got friends that are in local bands, whether that be original bands or covers bands. They haven't played um, shows probably since, I think, at the earliest, February, and then the very latest, maybe November, December last year. Um, so the time has come. It's For me, it's long overdue. It's not even time to take action should have already been taken in my book. It shouldn't have to take what's happening um, for people to stand up and realise. Now, I appreciate COVID is still a thing. Now, whether or not you believe the hype, you know, whether you believe the figures, whether you believe that they're as big as they are or should they be bigger or they're not even to that level, um, you know, COVID's out there. You know, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, whatever your thoughts, that's cool, that's your opinion. But people have lost their lives, unfortunately. People have lost jobs, careers, potentially their homes, you know, through COVID. It's as simple as that. The time has come, and I appreciate that it's difficult when you're putting lots and lots of people together in a room to stop, you know, you're in the back of your mind, you want to keep everyone safe, you don't want it to spread. But... We need to be doing something. Now, at the very least in my book, whether that's through funding, whether that's through grants, loans, whatever it may be, something needs to be done. I personally think, at the very least, the government needs to come out and say, you know, in support of the arts and music and live industry as a whole, and say, right, okay, guys, it's tricky. You must appreciate it's tricky. But what we are doing is, rest assured, we are having conversations, at the very least, to say, if you're putting on an event that holds 500 people, we're going to have our recommendations. We have that to 250 people. Social distancing has to be in place, and the everyone involved has to wear a mask. I don't know. At the very least, something like that needs to happen. You know, just so we start get the wheels turning and we can start making progress. Because at the moment, I don't see any progress, and neither does the rest of the industry. Um, I'm really pleased to say that you know a big name has come on board and support this. You know, using the hashtag #WeMakeEvents, and that big name is Download Festival. Um, in my book, Download Festival is the biggest and the baddest alternative rock festival in this country. Um, it's it's awesome. And as, as it stands, Download, unfortunately, like everyone else, didn't go ahead this year. And they've announced plans. They've announced their lineup, or majority of their lineup for next year. And it's a very good lineup. I hope it goes ahead next summer. However, at the moment, we don't know if it is. Um, but they're continuing as if it is because there's no, you know, the government are sort of, yet again ignoring the industry as a whole the arts and entertainment industry and not giving any guidance so people are having to make plans as if things are going ahead because there's no other information you know what do they do just sit going well we'll wait till we're told no they're, they're doing the right thing they're making plans they're putting tickets out there and they are selling tickets and rightfully so to ensure people a can enjoy the experience and b people can you know work and bands can or artists or whoever they may be get to perform once again um like I say, the time has come. It's long overdue in my book. And, you know, all you basically, how you can help is quite simply. There is a video that Download have shared, um, and I will happily share it through my social media and Second Times Facebook page. Um, you can raise awareness by sharing this, this video and write to your MP requesting grants rather than loans to support the entire live event supply chain. Uh, ask for an extension to the furlough scheme to support jobs until live events can safely take place again without social distancing. Um, an equivalent scheme to help freelancers and others exclude from furlough. Hashtag we make events. You know, they're the ways that you can get on board and support because support is needed. Like I say, it's long overdue. The time has passed. It's not even the time has come. In my book, the time has passed. And setting the tone stands shoulder to shoulder with Download Festival and everyone else in the industry right now. Um, 
you know, I'm a fan just as much as, much as I love doing my podcast and whether that be, you know, what I give to you guys, whether that be reviews on bands or, you know, artists, sing, you know, singles or albums, whatever it may be, whether I talk about stuff like this, whatever it may be, I enjoy this because I am a fan. I am passionate about music as a whole. I love my music and I want to be going back to gigs, just like many of you out there. So, you know, I appreciate it's tricky. I really do. It's, it's difficult to say, let's go and put a load of people together and um hope you know if we don't you know, no one gets it and everyone comes out fine it's it's tricky it really is and it's going to be easier said than done but the conversations have to be start having had um how we can support these people because these people are going to lose their jobs and their careers these people have worked really hard to get where they are and they're passionate about what they do and they care about what they do otherwise they wouldn't be doing it so um Tory government Boris Johnson listen up it's time it's 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 gone past time. It is it's time to re- react instead of ignoring and turning a blind eye to the music industry and the entertainment industry because it's easier for you to pretend it doesn't exist. The truth of the matter is, it has brought the government and this country a lot of uh, money into the country. Now I'm going to use Glastonbury Festival as an example. Glastonbury Festival, in my opinion, um, is the biggest festival in the world. Um, at what it does, it hosts. A variety of different um, artists and genres, um, a variety of different people go through the doors, whether that be people from um, Britain or whether that be people coming from across the world um, to come and see Glastonbury and what it has to host. Now, if you're someone that's um, not from the area of um, where Glastonbury is held, um, and you're not from the UK, you're going to support naturally but local hotels and B&Bs by um, renting out a room accommodation and putting money into the local pubs and restaurants and the shops around while you're while you're staying in England and you might even you know extend your stay and go on and visit other parts of the country and other tourist attractions I don't know that might be something you wish to do and that's where the money's coming in people are bringing money in as well as people of Britain putting money in anyway when they go to events to support the industry you know so stop turning a blind eye go the government it, you know it the industry makes you, the government as a whole a lot of money um I, I can't i can't stress it enough it's time to act it really is um so i'm going to move on because i don't want to kind of you know where the the record thin so to speak we know what needs to be done it's long overdue i will share the links and happily for that um in other news, something really positive from coming off something slightly negative there. Biffy Clyro on the 14th of August released an album called A Celebration of Endings and within the last week um, they scored a number one for that album. Um, and, and congratulations to those guys. Uh, it's a great album. I really enjoy it. I think it's awesome. It, in my opinion, it's probably the best album since um, Only Revelations came out. And I really enjoyed Only Revelations. I thought pretty much every song on that album had potential to be a number one single. That's how strong of an album I think it is. Uh, equally, Biffy Clyro, if you didn't know uh, out there, if you guys have been living under a rock for the last um, month, two months, uh, Biffy Clyro are headlining the Download Festival on the Saturday night on the main stage. They replace Iron Maiden, who unfortunately, for whatever reason, have decided not to... Um, if you like, accept the extended invitation to you know come back after the postponement of this download festival. So if you haven't already got your ticket and you want to see Biffy Clyro, you've never seen him or you've seen him and you want to see him again, that is your chance. I am aware that Biffy Clyro also announced a um, a UK tour for 2021. 
Um, they're hoping that events can return, but equally, their download festival show will be awesome. It's um, probably going to be the biggest audience they're going to play to because it's obviously naturally bigger than Arena Download Festival. Um, so go and get your tickets if you haven't done so already. You know, day tickets, if you want to come for the day, they will go on sale early next year. So if you hold out for a day ticket, that's cool. Make sure you grab one. But if you're intrigued for the rest of the life, and believe me, the rest of the life is absolutely an awesome banning lineup. Um, and in my opinion, not just the um, major, you know, your big bands like your Biffy Clyros, Deftones, Killswitch Engage, Vault Beat, System Down, not just those, but even the bands on the Dogtooth and the Avalanche stage, uh, sorry, the Avalanche stages and the Dogtooth stages have got some awesome acts. Now, I'm just going to throw a couple of names out there. Bands like Hacking, I think, are going to be well worth watch. Um, Temples on Mars are going to be worth a watch. A band called Anchor Lane are going to be worth a watch. Um, Control the Storm are going to be worth a watch. Jamie Lemon's going to be worth a watch. Um, Creeper are going to be worth a watch. You know, there's some awesome names that are on this festival, you know, lower down the festival as well, that are going to be, hopefully one day, are going to make a real big impact and push further along to get the bigger and better slots. Um, so yeah, please, if you haven't done so already and you're thinking about coming to download, grab a ticket. They are on sale. Um, it'd be awesome to see everyone there. Um, just following on from, you know, congratulations, you know, to, um, you know, singles and successes recently. Um, I wanted to say congratulations to a band called Florence Black, who have released a single called Bird on a Chain, and they secured a number one single. Um, for the track is awesome. It's in my opinion, it's kind of very classic rock in the respect of the vocals, sort of like very uh, classic rock. And you know the the, the way um, they're projected, kind of got like a nice sort of classic rock scream on them. Uh, the guitars are riffy and bluesy, and um, you know congratulations to Florence Black for that number one, and equally congratulations to um, their management, um, Michael. Uh, Page, um, Page, sorry, from Biffy Clyro, uh, not Biffy Clyro, brought it from Valentine, I do apologise there. Um, you know, their, their management have been working hard on that. Um, worth a band there, if you've not checked out um, Florence Black, check them out, they are from Murdith Terradil in Wales. What, you know, what is it about the Welsh music scene? They they pump out some fantastic bands and have done over the years to watch the music scene. You know, whether that be bands like Kids in Glass Houses, Funeral for a Friend, Skin Dread, um, Dream State, um, you know, who else we got? There's been some absolutely awesome names over the years that they've pumped out. Fantastic. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what's in the water. It must be something in the in the Welsh water there. Also, you've had Bullet from Valentine. How can I forget those guys um, as well there? So, yeah, congratulations to those guys. It's absolutely fully deserved. Both um, Florence Black and Biffy Clyro on their number ones that they've secured. Um, in other news, this came out the blue. This literally is a couple of um, days old. Reading Festival, Reading Leeds Festival. As you know, Dink is not going ahead. Um, didn't go ahead this August, unfortunately, um, because of COVID. However, uh, literally on the weekend that Reading Leeds Festival should be going ahead, the organisers have come out and said that next year's Reading Leeds Festival is going to have six main stage headliners. How you ask? Well, if you haven't seen the news, they're basically going to have two main stages. So it won't just be six main stage headliners. Effectively, it's going to be, I don't know, how many bands do you have on the main stage? 20 bands across the weekend on the main stage? Maybe more? So you're going to probably have 40 bands, from my interpretation, on the main stage next year at Reading and Leeds. Um, I, I, I'm a bit sceptical about this because I feel it's hard enough to 
put a great festival, and when I say great festival, a festival that sells well, has got people engaged. Now, you know, it's great that they want to go bigger and better and it's completely something different to kind of make up for the fact that Red and Leeds didn't go ahead this year. But um, I think you've just got to be very careful. I'm sure they will be in terms of that you don't... Um, you know, that old saying, quality over quantity, is probably the best way of putting that there. So we'll see what happens. I think that's absolutely massive, and it's um, it certainly spikes my interest in see, see how that works out and how it plays out. Uh, in other news, um, something that kind of just caught caught my interest, you know, a little bit, caught me off guard, um, and I kind of chuckled a little bit at this. So Elton John has um, come out and said, you look, uh, you look at most of the records in the charts, they're not real songs, he says. Um, he's also confirmed that his farewell Yellow Brick Road tour will return obviously uh, once Covid is out of the way he sat down with Misty from BBC Radio 6 and he says uh, reminds me a little bit of in the way we write songs um, Connor's from America Connor's from America and he's the only person in the top American Spotify top 50 actually write the song without anybody else um, everybody else is there four or five writers on a track he states you look at most of the records in the charts and not real songs the bits and pieces. It's nice to hear some someone write a proper song. What essentially Elton John's getting at here is um, there is a lot of music in the charts. Now I'm not saying it's bad music or poor music. There's a lot of music in the charts where it's had rather than just one person sit down and write the song or maybe two people. It seems that there's been a whole army that's had a little bit. And I suppose what he's getting at is if you know too many chefs spoil the the broth, so to speak, and it takes away that element of that vision and that song of what someone's got to say. So. Yeah, a little bit interesting to hear and John Pipe up with that. Um, what else has been kicking off? This another sort of kind of sparked my interest a little bit, and I I heard some rumours about this, and I, you know, I, I didn't really know what to make of it. But um, as a lot of people probably know, Britney Spears' dad um, has for many, you know, Jamie Spears has had a lot of power over Britney Spears' um, wealth, if you like, her fortune. And is planning to step down uh, after 2021. And Britney Spears' sister, Jamie Lynn, has, um, you know, agreed to kind of step up. Where I think this is a bit weird, I had heard, like, people have been talking about this for years. And, you know, what a bad man her dad is and how dare he be controlling and all this like. I had heard about this on social media for a number of years. And didn't really pay much attention. But, um, you know, it's... Britney Spears looks like she's gone to court and she's trying to reclaim that her rights to her fortune and rights at the end of the day, she's earned that money. You know, from a very young age, Britney Spears was, I think Britney Spears was, what, 17? When she burst onto the, the, the American pop, you know, the world scene with um, Hit Me Baby One More Time. It seems like an eternity. What, 21? 21 years ago that album came out? It, oh, flipping hell, it's... Very long time ago, anyway. Um, and obviously, Britney had that meltdown that we all saw publicly where she shaved her head. So I think that came off the back of that. And But I think it's really upsetting that a 38-year-old woman, um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming Britney's back on track. I know she's done a lot of... She had a residency in Vegas um, a year or so back. I'm assuming she's back on track and, and hopefully best luck to her health there and everything. But I think it's really sad that a 38-year-old woman who is from a very young age, being pushed out onto a scene and people were happy to see the money coming in and then take, you know, later take that money and withhold it from her. Maybe best interest at heart, maybe, I don't know. But at 38, she's having to fight to get that money back. It's, in my book, that's ridiculous. 
Um, you know, if she has now proven to be stable, healthy, and is doing a lot better than what she did when that meltdown took place. What, what was that meltdown? Five, ten years ago? I can't remember exactly, but it was a long time ago. Then she has now proven to want to have her to have control of her funds, or at the very least have a small portion of control over it. Absolutely ludicrous in my book that that's even going through um, legal proceedings. Mental. Um, guys, I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I appreciate I might have babbled on a little bit there, but that's um, kind of some of the things that have kind of kicked off in, in the industry over the last um, week or so. And no doubt a lot more is going to play out with um, the pandemic. Things seem to be, uh, things sort of progress each week, it seems, in terms of what, you know, what guidance were given, whether that's right or wrong guidance. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that music events will return at some point in the future. Um, under what circumstance, I don't know. But as I said there, the, the, the cry is, the rallying cry is this. At the very least, talks have to be had um, to kind of get the rules moving again so we can all start enjoying music again. Um, as I said, guys, thank you very much for checking out what I've got to say in this episode. Um, I will post the links to that video and, um, you know, as I said, set and tone stand shoulder to shoulder with everyone else in the um, industry to try and get things going again. Um, we'll see what happens. Stay safe and take care, guys. Bye-bye now.